What's good, everybody? Ball Don't Lie Australia. Episode 81. Shout out Kobe or Jalen Rose, depending how you look at that one. Jalen Rose. I'm going to go with Kobe because as we record, it is actually, it would have been Kobe Bryant's Australian birthday today. So, August 23rd. Shout out Kobe. Rest in peace. Uh, my, my childhood idol superhero. So he was one day off being born on 24th of the 8th. Well, his American birthday is the 24th here, if that counts. No, but, you know. <laughs> In Australia, his, his birthday is occurring on the 24th. Yep, a, a country he never played for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just got to look at the positives here. Um, not only that, Mao, because that, that's... You know, like, shout out Kobe, always love doing that, but also sad because I miss my superhero. But something to be pumped about, Kevin Durant is playing for the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's go! No, Mel's not excited over there. Uh-huh. You didn't see the news? Sham said the Grizzlies are making a trade. <laughs> For Kevin Durant, I mean, maybe I read it wrong. I don't know. Maybe I read it a little bit wrong. Yeah. And they're trading without giving up Jaron and Bain. I mean, this is the perfect trade. Oh, superstar in the M with Jar Morant. Title, book it, done. I'm pumped. I call shenanigans. (laughs) Shamsnigans. But that's something we can workshop there. (laughs) <laughs> I'll leave it with you. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if this happens, good grief. The bandwagon will be real. <laughs> I, I said this will happen. <clears throat> it's clearly it. got you excited because, you know, you haven't even introduced me yet. So no need because <laughs> Kevin Durant will be in the M. Ah, no, of course, it was all just a little rumour that they've emerged as a suitor, just like, I don't know, 25-plus other teams. So anyway, uh, as uh, the guy's voice over there that you don't know yet said, haven't introduced him, so as he does every Thursday, joining me in the studio is Mal Crawford. The big dog. I already know how you're doing. Damn, I thought you were going to (laughs) ask. Let's go! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Piped. Hyped and piped and pumped and ready to go, but uh, what for? Nobody know. I don't know. Well, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest offensive weapon of all time. Yeah. And the thing holding it back, according to this report, could be Jaron Jackson. I'll pack his bags for him. (laughs) Pack his little Louis Vuitton bags for him. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I, I love me some Jaron, but that health is a concern. And if if that's the only thing blocking this trade, whew, bye-bye. You got to go. But anyway, as the only Memphis Grizzlies fan in Australia that I know, um, uh-huh. well, I'm not going to talk about them for long because be I don't want yep. everyone to tune out. Coming up, though, is a big show. Uh little bit of news uh, coming out of the NBL today. 
Uh, quite a bit happening in the WNBL, as we always say, when it rains, it pours, and uh-huh. WNBL news has come flooding in. We're then going to bring back a, a classic segment for long-time listeners uh, regarding the NBA. Uh, so, you know, get ready for some uh, potential nose-picking there, uh, or, or not, because we don't do that. Uh, we, we talk when ba- people are watching. We talk basketball, not boogers here, mate. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we'll wrap up. The NBA One North uh, Final Four. We're now down to the Grand Final Series. It's not really a surprise because you've probably seen the thumbnail, but a couple of superstar guests joining us to uh, preview the finals as well. Uh Uh, So quite a lot to look forward to, Mal. But first of all, we'll jump into the NBL here. Uh, Just a bit of, you know, a bit of sad news here. It's always... You know, a bit sad when an, a, a well-known figure or anyone retires, let alone um, a figure of this stature who played in the NBA, which a lot of people have easily forgotten for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hometown player here in Brizzy as well. Uh, and recently down with our guy Macca and the 36ers, Cam Bairstow has retired from basketball. Mm. Playing. Playing, yes. Mm. Sad news, sad news. He was, um, it, it was so disappointing when um, in that first season with the uh, with the bullets, and he did his knee, and that was that was just it for so long. He was he was gone. We didn't think we'd even get last season. Last season was um, that he had sporadically there with the um, with thirty sixes was you know, it was great little. Well, his mini comeback there, and uh, but yeah, unfortunately, he uh, has retired from the game or as a player anyway. So, mm. and, and yeah, sad to see him go. Had a couple years in the NBA with Chicago, which, as I said, people are <coughs> very quick to forget. I mean, to be a professional basketball player, you're in the top one percent of planet Earth, let alone the NBA with 300 players. Or 300 or so, I should say. It was definitely more than that. Um, but, you know, shout out to Cam. Um, love his work. Re- very respect him as a player, as a person. Uh, and the fact that he is entering this player-agent realm shows that he does have that respect of um, peers and, and other players around the league. So we wish him all the best in those endeavours. Jumping over to the WNBL. As I said, quite a bit of news popping out here. <clears throat> Maddie Allen of the Southern District Spartans here in the NBL One North. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of an odd one. <laughs> it, it's it kind of sounds like a KD move, but it's not. So remember, KD lost to Warriors, joined the Warriors. Mm-hmm. That was the same Warriors. Maddie Allen just lost to the Flames and is joining the Flames. Mm. But they're two different teams, everybody. So, um, unfortunately, the Spartans... I'm not, oh, sh- I'm not sure anyone else was confused about that, but that's okay. <laughs> let, let, let's just hope one person was. <laughs> and you're welcome. Uh, 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 you know, going down to the Townsville Flames, uh, which we'll discuss later in the show uh, here in the NBA One North, joining the rebranded, retooled Sydney Flames with some... Other superstar talent down there uh, that Shane Hill's putting together. Uh, I think this is a great signing. It's a player that's been very solid in the NBL one for for a few years now, uh, and I, I think Maddie can bring quite a lot to that team. 
Definitely can. And we're just uh, also looking, we've been talking a lot of uh, departures from Canberra <laughs> and not a lot of arrivals. Well, they have an arrival and it's an overseas arrival uh, in Decaia Cohen. Um, if I've pronounced that wrong, I deeply apologise. Um, but Cohen played at Baylor University, co-captain with Christy Wallace, who we mm. should all know uh, well there. Did also, um, Christy also played at Canberra. Um, now, Cohen has just come over from Israel where she averaged 13 points, nine rebounds and two steals. At that 4-5 position, I, I think that's she's a great fit, very athletic, active on the defensive end uh, and, and just what they've been looking for um, to replace some of the departures they've had. Uh, so Canberra, I think they've got a good signing here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's very hard to play, replace uh, Michaela Roof and some of the others who have gone, but you know this will go some of that way. So that's good to see. Um, Flyers have also been re-signing. Oof. Have re-signed Sarah Blitzarves, and also Maddie Rochi mm. um, has also been re-signed for the for the Flyers. So that'll help them re-bolster and um, yeah, go, go after it again. Hopefully, uh, hopefully for them they can have a bit better of a season this year. Well, and the news doesn't stop there. In fact, as you're listening to this podcast, you will already know what this news is. However, we do not currently know what it is. The Southside Flyers have announced, uh, sorry, have invited media to attend a major announcement on Wednesday morning. Oh. Now, I got one the media in are invited <clears throat> for a major announcement. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Could be a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> That I don't want. No. All I want them to do is to walk up. Actually, I don't want them to walk up. I want this one player who's known by two letters to walk up mm-hmm. and say, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't really send a fax anymore. Like this. Nah. And an email. We're talking go tings here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the odds are? The chances? Oh, look. Uh, you know, <clears throat> as soon as I heard this, oh, that was the only thing that went through my mind. I'll be mm. disappointed if it's anything else. Short of, I don't know, <laughs> Sue Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Taking my talents to Australia. <laughs> but, uh, no, you know what I mean. So, ah. Uh, Make this happen. Look, it'd be magical. It'd be a magical comeback, like 2022 year for LJ. Um, yeah. And how blessed would those fans be uh, after a season with Abby Bishop in the middle now could be? And we're totally speculating here, of course. Mm. Um, imagine if if that is now uh, and or Lauren Jackson. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Abby's um, hopefully coming back from her own injury, but, oh, jeez. But it, all it said was a major announcement now. That could be absolutely anything. It may not even be a player. but yeah. could, be a, could be an NFT. <laughs> yeah. um, but as you are listening right now, <clears throat> you will know what it is. 
hopefully it's great news for everybody, uh-huh. everyone that's a fan of the league. Um, but it'll obviously be good news for Southside regardless. Okay, now, we I did tease at the top that we're going to bring back a classic segment here. Now, might have to get you to just dust off the cobwebs on your little button there, but... <sighs> yep, we're good. I didn't know you had that button. That's a new one. Mm. Uh, this is a little segment that we uh, like to call Pick and Roll. He's got good balance. He does not hit Danny. It's been a while. It's the wrong button. Other Pick cobwebs. And Pick and Roll. Click on basketball, not boogers. There you go. That's the one. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, is it, who's that other one? Is it red? Red Outback. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's talking boogers. We're talking basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, pick and roll. Uh, now, look, if, if you've only sort of tuned into the show the last oh, two or three months, you've probably never heard this segment, so we might just rehash the rules here. Uh, Mel and I like to run a bit of pick and roll. I'm a guard. He's, he's a big. Uh, and, you know, a few options off the pick and roll. You, you can roll to the hoop. So I'm going to give Mel a topic. He might want to roll with it, go to the hoop. I'll hold mm-hmm him with a connection or he might he might want none of that smoke doesn't want to get in the keyway um and he'll pop and that means we, w- we won't enter that content we'll keep it moving so i just give a headline with no further information mel decides if we want to go further with that so topic number one a legend returns these are all nba related content too yep uh <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, look, yeah, let's roll. Let's roll. All it's right. been a while. Let, let's roll to the basket. Shake off some cobwebs. Okay, a legend is returning. Uh, in Crackham, you like to give me some clues until I guess is your turn. Yep. So this legend is an NBA champion. Yep. They are in the Eastern Conference. Yep. They... Play in Florida. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> For his 20th season. Here we go. <laughs> Who is it now? Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam. Yeah. Heat legend returns for his 20th season. Mm-hmm. Next bit of trivia. You might have already seen this, so that's okay if you have. Mm. Do you know what I'm about to ask you about... His time, his 20 years. No. Ah, okay. Here's some little trivia for you. Should have said yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess the first bit is a factoid in that um, during the construction of the Heatles, took some pay cuts there. So, you know, I think the team's been loyal to him. He's been loyal to them, blah, blah, blah. We're recouping some money there um, because it's it's very hard earning millions of dollars every year. Um, Must be tough. 20th season. 20th season. There's a lot, not a lot of players that have played 20 years in the NBA. Some might say, has Haslam. Total games missed equals eight (laughs) seasons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's seen some stuff. Mm. Legs, not so much. (laughs) Uh, No, but. So he should be fresh. (laughs) 
Oh, look, I, I don't mean to throw shade. It was just on a graphic I saw today. Um, eight seasons missed worth of games. Um, you know, I don't know whether that's injury or including DNPs. As always, I do the best research on this show. I, I'm assuming it includes DNPs because that's a lot of games. Eight times 82. That's a lot. I did love his – was it his last game for Miami that he actually played and was he on the court for like four, three, four minutes, double tech foul and you're <laughs> out of here? Like, but he's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make amends. Uh, sometimes, you need, sometimes coach just needs a good, strong three or four minutes to send a message. Don't know what that message was and I'm not sure you Donis did either, but – but you always see when there was a bit of, bit of whatever in the locker room or, or anything, you know, quote unquote, he culture, he's the centre of it mm. now. He's the one pulling Jimmy Butler aside. He's the one holding him back. He's the one getting in between Spolster and Jimmy and uh, Kyle and Jimmy and whoever and Jimmy. He, he's that voice and you need guys like him on a championship team. Do they need to be suited up? I don't know. I've never played in the NBA. I don't know if there's a different respect for someone suited up or suited up. Uh, so, you know, I, I assume if it is his last season, whenever he retires, he'll still be around uh, in some capacity. Uh, but it will be. What else is he going as a rostered player this year? Mm. So, shout out Udonis Haslam, um, Heat legend. I assume that jersey will go in the rafters. And it would be almost criminal for it not to oh, at this I, point. I don't know if you could put you could actually put that jersey in the rafters. It'd be worn through, wouldn't it? <laughs> Been wearing it for long enough. Uh, they're the sort of guys like if you're a true blue fan, they're the guys you want to see up in the rafters. Like a true legend. Another example will be um, Tony Allen for Memphis. That jersey um, belongs up in the roof there. Ooh. It it's. Going up. Hey, uh, you just had to say belongs. You didn't <laughs> say was. <laughs> um, all right, next topic. We have another playoff. You can see I've got the quote, hero playing through injury. And this is one that will hit home for you. Hit home for me, will it? Oh, look, it's been a while. Come on, let's roll. Yeah, this, this is a nice, easy, open layup here. Jason Tatum has revealed that not only did he have that shoulder injury that was very apparent in the playoffs, he revealed that he also played about two months' worth of basketball with a minor wrist fracture. Um, so, you know, we, we hear about these guys that, you know, break a toenail and they're out for a month all the way up to guys who, you know, would, I don't know, play with a cast on a broken leg if they could. Uh, and we know Tatum is he, all about that that Mamba mentality and that win at all costs. And, and, you know, to play through the shoulder and this wrist injury, um, you know, he was quoted as saying he would have to do warm-ups with a brace on um, and then take it off before the games and, and things like that. And... The kids got it. The kids got it. Mm-hmm. You could say they're one greatest offensive weapon of all time away from really having a crack at the chip this year. Ah, <coughs> oh, come on! They'd... But remember, bedroom window, little one all the way open, or, or big one, nearly closed. 
you're also, take you back a few weeks there. You're also <laughs> talking about the team that just went to the finals and took the team to, what, six games. So, you know, could argue we're not that far away as it stands. But still away. Oh, uh, we didn't win the chip, mate. Hey, Gru- Grizz went six as well. But I'm not saying they're close <laughs> to winning a chip. Yeah, but they didn't go six in the finals. They went six with the same team. Yeah, but they weren't in the finals. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yes, they were. It was the Western finals. Playoffs. <laughs> they were in the playoffs. Celtics were in the finals. There's a bit of a difference there, mate. Mm, mm. Just like the amount of banners that are flying in TD Garden. Bit that, of a difference. That's all right. KD's taking us to the moon this year. Jeez. Next topic. Right. Kevin Dur- No, I'm just joking. If you also suffer from delusion. <laughs> uh, don't say that. I'm going to get more targeted ads. <laughs> yeah, I was watching, um, watching an YouTube video with a class today. Um, for those who don't know, we're both teachers. I'm high school. Um, I was watching a relevant uh, YouTube video in class. And you know, at the start of the videos, they, you know, there's an ad or two. And it's, uh-huh. it's either um, a six-second ad that you can skip in three seconds or a 14-second ad that you can't skip. Um, for some, whatever reason, they're really weird like that. I feel like this targeted ad today really targeted me, and so did the uh, twenty teenagers in front of me. It, it was Martin. like, <laughs> no, it was, it was like this ad. Oh, I wish I could remember it. I was too busy laughing, but it was like praising being bald. I think it was a tire ad or something, but it was like <laughs> praising being bald or that it wasn't good. So don't let your tires be bald, and yeah. All the kids were laughing at me. I was just, just like, I feel targeted. So <laughs> the algorithm works. The algorithm works. Uh-huh. Um, how they know I'm bald or getting there, I don't know, but ouch, ouch. Well, depending on which crackpot you listen to, they probably turned on your webcam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's pop on that one. Uh, Shaq says... The best player in the world right now is not even close to a debate. Would you like to know who he said? Yeah, go on. I love me some... uh, It's a full roll. You can't half commit. Hey, DJ Diesel always rolls to the basket. All right. Steph Curry is the greatest player in the world and it is not close, according to the Shaktis. Thoughts? Uh, you could make that argument from a certain point of view. That it's not close or that he's the best player in the world? Uh, well, from a certain point of view, you can argue anything. You can argue to a brick wall if you want to. I often um, do. It's called being a teacher. <laughs> uh-huh. <coughs> wow. Uh, I'm an educator, mate. You, you teach your way over there. Um, uh, you could see it. Do I straight up believe it? Eh, not so much, but I can see where he's coming from. I can see where he's coming from, and I think the big thing is he's, um, you know, Steph's never really kind of got that love, and now he's ticking. Uh, now he's ticked some of those boxes, you know. And LeBron's getting older, so people are coming for his. Well, sure, let's go legacy and podium, and you know. He's been the king for a very long time. Now people see blood in the water because he's getting older and still putting up 
big numbers, but anyway. Um, yeah, look, that's Jack. Okay. Uh, we've done drafts on this show before. Mm-hmm. You've got number one pick in a fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. Not, not. F- sorry, I, I should say like a real world fantasy draft where, you, you know, we're not playing fantasy basketball, but we're drafting real teams that are going to play each other in the NBA. All the players are free agents. Who are you taking number one? Is it Steph Curry? Or are you taking Giannis? Are you taking Jokic, LeBron? Honestly, I would have to think about it, which, you know. Yeah, so it is close. Hmm. And it's, but do you take Steph number one? That's the whole thing. So you're telling me if you sat Shaq down and you said out of every player in the NBA, if you're starting a team today, that's who you take. That's a tough call. That's a tough call. To to look past Giannis is like blasphemy at this point. Well, you know, yeah, there's a few players in the conversation. I mean, a reigning two-time MVP. Yep, you got your back-to-back current MVP. He's pretty good. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, And we've also got to remember Shaq gets paid a lot of money to come up with these takes. Yep. <clears throat> got us talking. That's the aim of the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Two more to go. Um, next one. The strength of schedule rankings have been revealed. So it, it's been revealed what NBA teams have the easiest schedule and which ones have the toughest schedule for this upcoming season. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, look. <laughs> we might pop on that, I think. But, uh Sounds a sounds a little flat to me. Um, yeah, right. we won't, it's all eighty-two games. We won't dive into <coughs> it. I will just say the easiest schedule mm-hmm. is the Denver Nuggets. The toughest schedule is the San Antonio Spurs. All right, uh, but you can look that up yourselves if you're that interested. Uh, final one here: LeBron James has signed his extension with a team. Well, it's an extension. It's with the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, yeah, go on. Let's roll. Um, you know, was it this will kick? Will this kick LeBron over, was it half a billion? Mm, career first, earnings? Yeah, highest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, just another, another box ticked yep. for, you know, LeBron in that GOAT combo, which, of course, we're not going to unpack this week or <laughs> probably ever. Um, it's a two-year extension. Second year is a player option, though. Mm. So uh, also known as the uh, get my son or I'm going option. Which will be tough um, considering I don't think Lakers have pick, have their own picks for a while. Mm. Which, uh, mm. Mm. And the two that they do have way down the track are being dangled for a player uh, – one Kyrie Irving, who the Nets have now said is not for sale anymore. Um, you know, maybe they enjoy having him around and his <clears throat> stability for the team. Yeah, I've dealt with some dodgy real estate agents of late. It, it's really hard to uh, to um, sort of take that as face value, to be honest. I, I just get the feeling they're like, all right, well, no one wants him enough. Mm. 
Let's just make him feel like he's slightly welcome. It's just oh, I do feel for Nets fans, like not not ones that became Nets fans two years ago, but genuine Nets fans. You know, if they were New Jersey or even those fun Brooklyn teams from like five six years ago, yeah. um, like what an absolute crap show right now. And you know, you could argue the the foot on the line season could have ended in a championship, could have, but it didn't. It didn't, and it's been an absolute debacle since. Um, you've got your superstar or your biggest superstar going above administration straight to the owner saying, get rid of these guys or get rid of me. Uh, Kyrie Irving is his own thing. Uh, they get, they mortgage their whole future for a player who's now not playing for them anymore. Uh, I, I do feel for the fans out there um, because that team before these guys all arrived was fun. Uh mm. You know, they were a fun team to watch. Were they a championship contender? No. <laughs> but they were fun. And, yeah, Brooklyn's going to have to get this drama sorted because I'm sure teams are now ringing and saying, hey, I, I know you're saying this and you're saying that, but do you want to come to training camp with these guys on your roster? Do you want this distraction every day? Do you want the media asking you about them every day? Mm. And I, I do feel like the longer this goes on, I think the price is dropping. I don't think it's getting higher. It's dropping because you don't want this heading into the season. And, and the longer you hold out, teams are just going to circle and circle or they're going to say, cool, have fun. Mm. And, yeah. <clears throat> and teams have seen over the last couple of years, last couple of seasons, when they trade some of these superstars late, they've seen that it's not worked out so great that year. Mm. You know, who knew? You needed uh, – you needed to bring in role players late in the game as opposed to you know, genuine superstars to lead the show. Yeah, with some good role players like Desmond Baines, Zaire Williams. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be looking good out there for the Grizz. Jake LaRavia. Oof. Oh, book it, book it. I'm, I'm ready for the finals already. Ah, we might pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Um, look, hope you enjoyed returning to our pick and roll action there, Mel, and any long-time listeners, hope you uh, enjoyed the return of that segment. But we're going to come all the way back home now. To the league we love. Oh, the league we love so, so much. Sweet, sweet D up the north. Yes. Plus, plus one. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll break down a couple of the games here, then we'll have some special guests joining us to break down some others. So. Mm. We'll see how we go. Um, Let's start with the women's side of things, Mel. Um, Our Brisbane Capitals, we're heading in on a high. Um, They just won two straight games against the Wizards and their star backcourt. Whoa, 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 whoa. Put some respect on it. They kicked the butt of the Wizards. (laughs) Mel's climbing up that chimney this week. (laughs) Running up that chimney, sorry. Running up that chimney. Well, yeah, let's be honest. It was 13, and then they came back from a 15-point deficit, mm. a 30-point turnaround across the last 35 minutes of the game to get it done and just broke the spirit of the Wizards late in that game. So, you know, like I said, put some respect on it or disrespect, I guess, from your point of, <laughs> and, your point of view. And, <laughs> and you mentioned the Caps going down early in that game. Unfortunately, it was the same thing against Logan here. Mm-hmm. Um, first quarter, like... The game, it was positive. I was feeling good. Mm. Um, few very nice moves from Cabillo. Uh, 
Well, to get things going. Abby got straight out and scored a layup early. Mm-hmm. First points of the game was like, oh, <clears throat> because as a few times this season, both home and away, Abby's got that first first early layup mm. and then gone on to have herself quite a high-scoring game. Uh, and, and she did finish this one with 22 points um, to cap off her all-star MVP-type season mm-hmm. uh, for the Capitals. It was an absolute pleasure uh, calling all the games for the team, but also for Abby as well. Um, as I said, positive star from the Caps. We just couldn't quite <laughs> get the shots to fall. And whereas they're able to pin the Wizards back, um, not really slowly but surely, they rapidly pin the Wizards back. This Logan team, they've won 20 straight. Well, we're not, we're not going back to last season, but this season alone, 20 straight games. They've won them for a reason. Mm. If you give them a lead, you're done. And... This game was no different, and by no means, um, you know, we were at the Caps-Logan finals game last year. Mm -hmm. This was not like that. This this team played really well. The the Caps women had a good game. Mm. This Logan team is just so talented, so deep, and they are so switched on for 40 minutes. It's nonstop. Um, Roof had another big one, 26, 21, and 8. Uh, MVP-type numbers there, Mal. Um, Ash Taylor, who's just been on a tear recently, 29 points. Felt like she just could not miss uh, from deep. Townsville's going to have to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just just guard Michaela Roof's all-around MVP style and guard all the shooters on the perimeter. It sounds pretty easy to me, really. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not really. And oh, then, of course, geez. you got Indy Bauer and Michaela Can coming off, um, coming off the bench. Now, Michaela is obviously still oh, working back up, what a star but, of a woman, uh, definitely. But um, you know, there was a few times that, like, there was a, a very short three, and a few things that really showed that, um, you know, conditioning-wise, she's not quite where she was twelve months ago for obvious reasons. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, you know, she'll be – I'm sure she's um, doing everything she can to get back in and um, Thunder have been putting her on um, consistently trying to get those minutes up and get those game times up and get, get that feel back for her because she, she hasn't st- statistically had um, a great game yet, again, for very obvious reasons, like not throwing shade at all. Um, but if she can, you know, Go get back to anywhere near where she was 12 months ago. Um, that'll just be another bullet in the gun for Logan to fire off in the uh, upcoming week's games. All right. And so, Logan, uh, you all know now, but if just in case you don't, we'll be taking on the Townsville Flames, the two teams that Mel and I both picked to be in the finals Friday night, Saturday night, and then a game three if necessary on Sunday afternoon. Joining us right now to talk about uh, this, well, last weekend's game and preview this weekend's game will be Steph Reed. When playing for the Vikings, Anthony, did the ball ever lie? No, it didn't, Mel. All right, everybody. Joining us is a very special guest, another now two time friend of the show, 
tied with Ant Kopsikus now, Mal. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, joining us is an NBL One North Women's Grand Finalist. Likes all teams that are fire-related. Seems to. Related. <laughs> yeah. Absolute superstar. Unless uh, they come from Sydney, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more smoke for another day. <laughs> Get it? Smoke fire? Anyway, we'll, like it. we'll keep it moving. Um, we have NBL One North Women's All-Star superstar steph reed from townsville steph thanks so much for joining us thank you for having me it's good to be back that's for sure (laughs) oh we're so appreciative to have you here it it is your second podcast but it's technically the third time we've had you on air because you did join us for a broadcast recently as well so maybe you're our true bff of the show yeah we've got a good little thing going (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's jump in um let's jump straight in um now most basketball people you know who've been around the game forever like myself and yourself most of us you know when when we eventually meet our idols it's at an nbl game or a wmbl game or or something like that and we we get a photo and we're all shy and and that sort of thing but when it came to getting an, an adult photo with your idol, you you went a little bit sort of above and beyond and were basically like, here, hold my protein shake, you know, and knocked it out of the park. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the day you were handed a jersey by Michelle Timms? Yeah, um, so I had no idea that that was happening. Um, so we hadn't been given our jerseys yet, obviously for good reason, so I was just waiting for that to come around for the game. Um, I had no idea that she was going to be there or that they were even going to present it to me. So I walked in to shoot around and she was standing on the baseline. Um, she was like, oh, hey, mate, how are you doing? And I was, I was already in like shell shock, just the fact that she'd even said hello to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that whole interaction was crazy. And then we were just standing around the circle at the start of shoot around and she came into the huddle and they were talking about jersey presentations and I just looked at her. And I looked at everyone else. I was like, "Is this a joke?" Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, so yeah, I got done with shoot around that day and sent that photo straight to my mum. But yeah, it was surreal. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Who who had more tears, you or mum? Oh, uh, probably mum, just because that photo is still at home in Melbourne. So she like whips out her phone and she's looking at it, and then she goes up to my room and she looks at the one from when I did that camp when I was a little kid. I think I was like eight or nine. Um, so, yeah, she was looking at that and just, yeah, she was a bit emotional. That's okay. <laughs> oh, I totally get it. My uh, daughter finally said fish with the F uh, sound and I was so <laughs> proud of her. I couldn't Big imagine step. if she ended up wearing an Opal's jersey one day. I would be going to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much same level, dude. Same <laughs> on par. Same stuff, same stuff. Pretty similar. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get chatting. NBA One North, you've just come off a very dominant victory over last year's grand finalist, the Southern District Spartans. Uh, and this one, you know, sort of blew out pretty quick uh, in that second quarter there. Is this something, you know, obviously all teams head in confident, but was the outcome of this game something that you were, you know, genuinely – you know, foreseeing heading into the game and what were some of the keys that the team took in uh, to run away with the victory? Um, 
I was definitely not expecting the outcome to be like that. Um, mm. And I definitely voiced my concern early with the girls just about, you know, there's a lot of people talking about us and Logan and us being in the final. And there was just a lot of chitter chatter everywhere. And <laughs> <laughs> it was not to do, trust me. <laughs> we were all getting it. And um, I think, you know, it was really important for us to come in and just focus on the one game at a time because nothing else really matters. So um, I definitely thought it was going to be a really, really tight game um, going in. And we were all somewhat nervous, which was good. But um, yeah, to run away with it, it definitely gives us a bit of confidence. But we are, again know Logan are going to be a very tough opponent and they're undefeated for a reason. So we can't go away with too much confidence leading into that one. All right, and talking about the game itself, had its ups and downs. Um, you know, you, you guys are just shooting lights out again. Um, bit of an incident, uh, third quarter <laughs> in the post where we don't normally see Steph Reed, but we did, we did this weekend. Um, bit of a tie-up there with, with Leah Scott and um, resulted in a, you know, a bit of – you know, just basketball physicality. There was, in my eyes, nothing wrong there. And it, it led to an ejection. Can you talk us through that um, part of the game there and what happened? Yeah, so um, she had been pretty, like, she had been, obviously, I guess they would say unlucky with fouls. Um, the game was refed pretty tight. So um, they were just calling a lot of physicality. And I think they've obviously been able to get away with that. But, um it was a bit different this game. So she had four um, and her fifth was just an elbow um, offensive foul. And obviously it was one that she didn't expect. So I think a lot of the frustration anger just comes from like, obviously wanting to be on the floor, but mm. it definitely, it didn't get taken out so much on us as it did the refs. And um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously two Text later, the ejection, I don't know, she sat on the bench with them, so I'm not sure if that was an ejection or what it was. But, yeah, it's fair to leave the game that early. It definitely helped us heading into the third um, and rattled them a little. But, yeah, it was it was tough. I don't think we've faced too much of the um, frustration. I think the refs definitely copped most of it. But, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting third quarter highlight, I guess. <laughs> So are we, we going to see? Uh, are we likely to see you um, sort of getting in there and defending Michaela Roof in the block now, or is this uh, <laughs> no, <coughs> probably no. just a one-off? Uh, one Definitely off in that situation. not. Yeah, I will not be venturing into those um, parts of the court. I will be <laughs> allowing Land to take care of that one. That is not my business. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Fair I mean, enough. depending how you look at it, if Michaela's smart. You know, she's just going to let you stroll in and score because she has a WNBL season with you coming up. So, why would she want to hurt you or take out her floor general? I mean, got to play chess, not checkers. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Definitely, it'll be fun to play with her, not against her in the season. That's for sure. Definitely. Now, you had a great game personally. <clears throat> excuse me, with thirty-one and twelve. Thank you. To back up a huge, you know, all-star season, which you know we've been talking about here. Again, pretty much the last two seasons, but this season definitely um, has been a cracker. Um, but Woodsy, been lights out recently. How important is Courtney um, to your game personally? Oh, I mean, like she's the one-two punch. I mean, 
um, she's responsible for at least 50% of my sister's season. And, you know, she works extremely hard. Um, I live with her. So, you know, we have a really good relationship on and off the court. And I think you can definitely see that the way that we play together. But, yeah, I mean, she knocks down a lot of shots. She's a good energy player, a good person for the team. I mean, she's super important um, to us, I would say, as a group. She's the glue. So you say roommate, so so do you do like team building exercises where like, you know, you'll wash <laughs> and she'll dry or is that? Uh... <laughs> no, I do all the cooking. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, no, I cook for her sometimes. Actually, she's going to have whatever's in the oven. But um, yeah, she'll, I mean, we've just got a good system going. We kind of have now all season. So yeah, no team building activities, but definitely just on the same page. Nice. All right, well, let's talk about the big dance here on on the weekend. Best of three series up against Logan. It's going to be a very tough series. Last week, or was the week before? It was two weeks before. I did pick Townsville to win the whole thing uh, from from the start of the finals. Look, I'm not going (laughs) to say anything negative, but only half of the hosts of this show did that. Um, But anyway, we'll, we'll keep it moving there. Um, as, as you alluded to. Wow. Hello, bus. Oh, I've just been thrown under. <laughs> There's a reason we booked uh, Steph and not Michaela this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't want that smoke. As you might <laughs> und- understand, Steph, it's a little hard on a two-man podcast if we both go for the same team. But anyway, back I- over to you, Dan. <laughs> hey, it's my hometown. That's, that's all it is. Uh so, you know, there's some interesting matchups across the board and I, I think the throughout the season when you signed Alana Smith in there, I think that adds a new element to your team uh, defensively and I think that's really going to help up against Michaela on the weekend. Um, so if you could talk a little bit to that plus, you know, where you see some other key matchups uh, between the two teams. Yeah, I think obviously adding one um, makes a substantial difference to our team and the way that we play. Um, I think, you know, last time Roof was able to sit in the paint. Um, our fives weren't really threats uh, as much. So she kind of just sagged off and was able to clog the key. But I don't think she'll be able to do that this week. And I think it'll make it a lot more difficult for them to guard us. Um, typically, they just hug our wings and don't let them shoot and try and clog, clog the paint in every other way. So... Uh, they won't be able to do that with land diving. She attracts a lot of attention. So I think, you know, defensively, she'll definitely challenge Roof. But I think offensively, she's going to open up for a lot for us as well. Because if they don't help off our shooters, then she's going to get wide open layups all day. All right. And, and your matchup personally, what are, what are you looking at and looking for? Yeah. So it'll probably be, I'm assuming it'll be um, Siggy. So that'll be mm. fun. Um, it's been in good form think- lately. Yeah, she's a good guard, and um, I do respect and like the way she plays. I think it'll be fun to get after her a bit and have the challenge of going up against someone like her. Um, you know, I think for us, matchups, I don't know if they're going to be super duper important this week as much as like playing really good team defense, as cliche as that sounds. Um, but making sure that we're moving as a unit defensively and applying pressure in every position, I think that's going to be more the focus. Uh, to disrupt what they do offensively. So. Perfect. Well, we are definitely looking forward to the the games. Obviously, is uh, 
you know, somewhat of neutral fans, I, I guess. We, we hope it goes down the wire all three games, um, ending with an epic final on Sunday afternoon. Um, but Steph, just from, from you personally, should, should fans be buying Sunday tickets or should uh, we hold on to our money there? I really hope not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that if it did go to a game three, we'd have the advantage of playing a triple header before. Mm, um, that's a good point. I think that might help us out. But, yeah, I don't know. I really would very much enjoy if it didn't go to three games. I think we'd all prefer it that way, Logan and Townsville. But, um, yeah. Caleb I would... pretty much said the same thing after. <laughs> it would just be a little bit sloppy and everybody would be, you know, burnt out a little bit by game three. Yeah, I think, you know, both both teams have had a pretty long season. So, I don't know if three games will be too fun, right? I mean, I think we'll be right. We showed that we can come out strong. We beat Northside quite comfortably in a third game of a triple header. So, I think we can definitely come in good form um, and execute well. So we probably, I don't know, I hope that we don't go to game three. I don't, I think if we can get game one, putting ourselves in a really good position. But yeah, I'd probably hold your money, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. And, and for my own selfish uh, purposes, I hope uh, you, you get the win as well. Um, but <laughs> thanks again for joining us. We wish you and Townsville, all the best, as, as well as Logan as well. Both teams have had fantastic seasons. Um, one last thing, if if you do win the chip, will we see Steph Reid on this show a fourth time? Yeah, we can do that for sure. Ooh, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it already. Um, Definitely. We'll get that booked in. Um, and as we, <laughs> as we always say, uh, thanks again, Steph. If she's not your favourite player, everybody, which she should be, I guarantee she's at least your favourite player's favourite player. Steph Reed from Townsville. Good luck in the final this weekend and hopefully we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> that ball don't lie. Never does. All right, huge thanks as always to great, great friend of the show and Steph Reed there. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Steph. Always appreciate your time and, hey, never know, we might have her on again real soon if uh, – Fingers crossed. If they get up. For Townsville. Yeah, for Townsville. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's jump over the men's side of things now. Mm-hmm. Uh, down the Gold Coast where it's all happening. There's there's rumours of uh, NBL teams being uh, pursued down there. Yeah. Just in light or, or just in time um, with the their men's team making the best of – Three finals this weekend up against the Wizards we're really looking forward to this one clash of the you know star power titans if you will no Mitch McCarron yep. for the Wiz mm-hmm. you know Boomer Judy calls that's when you're the skip that's you know all good mm-hmm. all good mm-hmm. um, Gold Coast you know first half was quite tightly contested here I felt uh, there was some really good energy at both ends, um, and with guys like DJ Mitchell and Keanu Pinder on the court, that's what you expect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Gold Coast, just too classy in the second half, ran away with this one. Um, Kadi, just absolute floor general. No shocks there at all. Mm-hmm. DJ Mitchell. Racked himself up a double-double. Oh, DJ Mitchell, 35-9. and nine. He's been so solid for this team, and it's, 
kind in a way gone under the radar i think but i'm really excited to see him in this bullets uniform and how coach duncan uses him because i think there's a very versatile player there that um i'm not going to use the word combo now but he's Jeez, I, I just think he can play multiple positions at both ends of the floor, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing him in that Bullets uh, strip. I think a lot of people are after this performance, mm. to be honest. And, you know, he's had quite a few uh, good games as well, but this performance, cometh the hour, cometh the man sort of situation, a lot of Bullets players, uh, Bullets, Bullets fans, sorry, sort of sat up and went, ooh, okay, mm. all right, all right. It still trips me out looking on the box score and it says Donovan Mitchell on, <laughs> on the NBL one side. It's like, well, they better win. Yeah. <laughs> You're the spider. Uh-huh. Um, look, Tanner, not not his best game, but still played his part in this. Uh-huh. Hit, hit, some, hit some nice shots, ended with a double-double. Um, the big thing for me from the Wizards, three of 34 from downtown. Uh-huh. That is rough. Yeah. I, I don't do math, but that's less than 10%, right? Uh, yes. Mm, mm. So that's a bit rough. Obviously not their night from deep. Um, but, you know, weird season for the Wizards here as they sign off. They um, made some big signings. They had boomers commitments and all sorts of things going on. Very up and down. They were out of the playoff picture for quite a while there. Mm. Well, not out of the picture, but out of the eight, I should say. Yep. Um, still looking in. Uh, late run, all the stars back. Uh, and, and then they come push this Gold Coast team uh, without McCarron, um, who, you know, not saying they would have won if he was there, but uh, definitely puts you closer to winning than losing. That is for damn sure. Well, you know, the defensive pressure he brings. Mm. <clears throat> that star power of, you know, he's got those handles, he can score, and more importantly, he can facilitate. So mm. your help D has to be, you know, just so much more on point with him on the floor. So with him not being there, that that obviously is going to make the roller's job easier, not harder. Yeah, and Keanu Pinder signs off with another uh, phone number line there, mm-hmm. 27-10-6. Three steals, two blocks, uh, including one massive absolute ping off the backboard. It, oh, geez, I'm glad it didn't hit anyone in the face because he <laughs> blocked that ball so hard. Um, yeah. But this has been no secret for me since last NBL season, but just so excited to see him for Cairns again this year, uh, along with uh, McCall and, and the rest of the roster up there. I think Cairns are going to be you know, the the NBL equivalent of a league pass team, if not genuine contender. I think they're going to be really fun. Um, but, of course, uh, Gold Coast through to the best of three series. They will take on the USC RIP. And to chat all things RIP City, joining us right here will be Eric McAllister. Bull don't lie. Never does. All right, everybody, joining us uh, this week uh, to discuss the NBL One North men's grand final is a grand finalist himself, is a friend of the show already, 
is a fellow podcaster. We have Eric McAllister from the US City RIP joining us. Eric, thanks again for jumping on the pod with us. Really appreciate you being with us this week. No, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Oh, first of all, mate, how how's it feel? Like, you know, bit of an up and down season, but pretty consistent throughout. I know it's a bit uh, um, ironic that I say that, but, you know, you guys have had such a great year. You got the MVP loaded up there, which we'll talk about soon. Uh, and here you are, ready for the best of three finals. How does it feel? Yeah, look, it's. Um, I think you put it well. It's uh, an up and down season, but at the same time, we've kind of been there the whole time, mm. uh, which is a bit funny to say. And um, look, it, it feels good to have come this far, and you know, it's the first grand final in the, the club's history at the uh, senior most level, level, whether that's QBL or NBL one. But um, you know, it's something to be proud of. But I, I think there's a definitive sense amongst the group that. That's all good and well, but you know we we don't want to finish second either. No, and and finish. Uh, sorry, uh, speaking of finishing second, you did take down um, last year's second place Cairns on the weekend in what was really a, a just a big blowout win. Uh, it was very dominant performance uh, from you guys. So, a couple of questions here, and feel free to be as humble or as <laughs> like me as you want <laughs> which is the other end of the spectrum and you know was that outcome something you guys are expecting heading in and also you know if, if you're happy to share a few of what the team's keys to victory were against Cairns yeah certainly look um Cairns beat us that first that first round um I think it was an eight point win for them uh in the middle of the season but we went into that game and, you know, it was a game co-op played less than 20 minutes. And so um, when the league MVP plays less than half the game, that's obviously not ideal. Um, that was my first game back from injury. I missed three or four weeks uh, leading up to that point. And um, so, you know, I, I certainly didn't play well in that first meeting. And uh, we were without our head coach, Nathan Arusi, and uh, without Wani for that game as well. So, Look, we, we certainly respected them because they did come in, they beat us, Ben Air had 43 points, and anytime somebody puts up that kind of number, you certainly um, have no choice but to respect them. And mm. um, you know, they, they certainly have a plethora of, of NBL talent on that roster. And, um, you know, America not playing in the semifinal was something we certainly didn't expect. Um, we expected him there. But at the same time, you know, we went into that game with, I'd say we we're quite confident. Um, you know, I know Kawat likes to kind of lead the the confidence factor and what he's got to say, and um, it certainly rubs off on all of us. But uh, as a group, I think we, we are some, you know, we're generally warriors, and we're happy to kind of go toe-to-toe with whatever circumstances are. So, um, we, like I said, we, we were certainly confident going in the game. Um, you know, like I said, Ben Air had 43 points, and that was something that we certainly – uh, as a as a group, just obviously, and anybody would identify that's something that you need to change if you want to win a game. But um, you know, Verl got a second chance at at kind of guarding him, and he did a phenomenal job. And Wani was fantastic in the second half on him, and I thought gave him a lot of problems uh, in that second half. So um, yeah, I think you know we just locked in defensively. That was a big thing of slowing down Ben Air and Latmayan um, was a big key for us, and Louis Ilton just stuck to him like glue he's just did a phenomenal job all night on him um and really limited him and i think he still got to 16 or so but 
uh, was certainly, he earned all of that. So, um, and then, you know, collectively as a group, we just, you know, did, we executed the, the game plan that we had in place and you know, the coaches did a phenomenal job preparing us. Now, obviously, um, you've got Guat, who's, you know, league MVP and having a monster season, guaranteed the win I heard before the game and then came out and had a 32-19 and 19 performance. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, as we know, basketball can't just be won by one person. Can you talk mm. about the importance of, you know, you've got your Vell Williams and one of the most underrated plays in the league, I think, in Izzy Tueta? Oh, look, yeah, certainly. I think... Um, when you look around the league, certainly uh, our guys may be looked at as um, underappreciated is what I think I'll say. But um, I think from a competitor standpoint, so uh, the personnel around the league certainly has the utmost respect for Izzy and Verl. Um, I know a big thing when we got Verl, Izzy was excited because that was one game he didn't have to worry about being dogged up and down the court by Verl. Um, and <laughs> You know, I think Verl has that ability to just create something out of nothing. And that's been a huge spark for us when, uh, you know, things may get a bit stagnant or something. And Verl just comes out with a steal and outruns everybody for a layup. Um, and there's two points and kind of slows down a run. So um, Verl has certainly been phenomenal for us for this year. But I think Izzy's done it for a long time. And I think he has, I, I know Izzy's got the respect of everybody around the league. And, you know, you may not get the, the accolades or the, you know, the recognition or whatever. But I know that every, every week leading up to those games, people are, are certainly honed in on Izzy and what he's capable of. And um, just to that point, I also want to give a shout out to, to our coach, Nate Arusi, just uh, mind blowing. He wasn't in the top three for coach of the year with everything that we've dealt with and Wani being away and missing half the season and the injuries and, and, you know, securing Kawat and getting Kawat to produce what he has and, um, yeah, just disappointed that he wasn't in that top three and um, want to give him a shout-out as well. Bit of coach love. Love it. Yeah, and just bouncing off of that in, in terms of underappreciated, um, I know you weren't there on the night, but Mal and I were at the NBL One North Awards night uh, a couple mm. of weeks ago now. and I, I think it's fair to say that if not top two, Quat and Izzy easily top five best drip on the night, not even. <laughs> like, damn, they look good, didn't they, Mal? Mm-hmm, they did. <laughs> I, I loved it on my way out. They were quite was just like, "Yep, all right, championship now." Like he, him and Izzy were having a chat, and I was walking past, and it was just that. That was that was his focus. It wasn't really about the MVP that trophy that was tucked under his arm. It was about that mm-hmm. that that championship trophy. That was his goal. Yeah. yeah. Look, he's sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, he's He's a, a special, special individual. I mean, uh, anytime I've kind of touched on this in the past, but anytime you sign an NBL guy, you're always kind of unsure of, you know, who they are and what their expectations are going to be and how hard are they going to play. And, and there's always that bit of, and I think where the league is going, that's eliminated a lot of that because the league is certainly more competitive than years past. But sometimes you would see guys from the NBL sign out and, um, just kind of jog up and down the court and get their shots up and collect their paycheck and, you know, call it a day. But um, Kawat is the most bought-in guy, I think, that we have. If, you know, somebody takes a shot, he's the first to tell them, you know, keep shooting the ball if they miss or um, congratulate his teammates. And I, I think that's what's made having his addition this year even more special. Yeah, and uh, 
let's say great social media presence as well. Uh, <laughs> love what he puts out there. Um, but let's talk about this weekend, your best of three up against the, uh, let's say, stacked Gold Coast Rollers. We won't, uh, you know, uh, jump over our words here, but we're looking at matchups here. And look, I think in ways each team is a tough matchup for the other. Um, and, you know, does Gold Coast have an answer for Quat? I'm not convinced, um, but we'll see what happens. But then as well, uh, in DJ Mitchell and Tanner Krebs, some great wing attackers for Gold Coast, you know, one of the best point guards to ever play in the league uh, is is also there. What? How, how do you feel that the rip match up with Gold Coast and um, – you know, do you know your defensive assignment yet or how you're going to approach the game? Yeah, um, yeah. to your point, I think there are matchup issues at both ends of the court. I think mm. the uh, interior punch that we've had all year has been something that um, I'm sure Gold Coast is planning for, obviously, with Kawat. And, um, you know, Josh had a really big game against them mm. uh, to get 24 points on the night and um, just – again, just finding his spots inside. So I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a focus for them. And like you said, they have so many perimeter players that are, are phenomenal. And, you know, Lamar Patterson's on that roster and he's been on the score sheet. I know he hasn't played in a while, but uh, we'll certainly prepare as if he is going to play. Um, look, they're, they're certainly phenomenal. Um, I think Jace is probably that premier guard in, in the league, especially over the last four or five years um, since he's been playing. And he's just, he doesn't just hurt you with his scoring here too, with his passing and, and things of that nature. I think, uh, obviously we play, we had Tanner last year and he has such an ability to get to the basket and put pressure on the rim. And I think, um, you know, watching DJ Mitchell, he's obviously, he can score in that mid range area, puts the ball on the floor. He can post up. He's a good athlete. He's, you know, he's kind of got a bit of everything. Um, and obviously Lamar Patterson's resume speaks for itself. And, you know, don't forget about guys like, you know, TJ, TJ Diop and, um, mm-hmm. and Sullivan, you know, they, they're good offensive producers as well. So um, in saying that, I, I do think that we have uh, a phenomenal set of defenders uh, and versatility. And you start obviously with Verl and what he can kind of create havoc on the ball. And, uh, you know, you get Wani and Wani can guard, you know, probably one through four and probably at this, uh, at this level, one through five, even, um, you know, Louie, he's guarding one through four, one through five. Um, so we certainly have the versatility, I think, to, um, I don't know how much you slow them down, but to, to certainly, um, you know, give ourselves a fighting chance in it. And um, it's going to take five guys on each possession to get it done. Uh, as for myself, I know there's been talk about, really, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to have to guard anyone from Mitchell to, Diop, Lamar Patterson. I'll probably get some of Tanner, depending if he's playing some four or not. Um, so yeah, it's look, I, it's been like that for me a bit all season. You know, Darwin, it went from Jerron to Spears to Nate Jawai. So I've just kind of had to been called upon to, to guard multiple positions this year. And uh, I'll just be as prepared as I can for it. And um, yeah, look, we're, we're excited and it's certainly going to be a big challenge, especially on the d- defensive end, but that's certainly something that we're, uh, we're looking to, to put ourselves to the test. All right. Awesome. Sounds like some easy assignments for you. And yeah. <laughs> that's that's the price you pay for being an elite defender in the league. Um, 
But obviously, we, we wish you all the best in this best of game, uh, best of three game series. As fans, we, we hope it goes all three games. But uh, well, any advice out there? We asked uh, Steph Reed earlier, but uh, should fans be buying tickets for Sunday? Yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say yeah because uh, I'm hoping we win it in two, and you know we can all go home happy. But um, in an ideal world, but look, they're they're tough, um, they're talented, and but you know I I, I do like. Uh, how we do match up. And I, I do think that we present as many problems for them as they do for us. And um, yeah, we're just going to have to do what we can and uh, give it our best crack and see where the fall or the chips may fall. Perfect. Well, Eric, thanks again for your time. We wish you all the best as well as the Gold Coast. And uh, you just have to make one last promise that if you guys win the chip, you'll, you'll jump back on with us a third time. Certainly. Yeah, certainly will. Awesome, mate. Well, good luck, uh, and hopefully we'll chat to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. At the Capitals, does the ball ever lie, Steph? Never, ever. Once again, huge thank you to Aaron McAllister for giving up his time, and especially during NBL One North Grand Final Week. Um, you know, again, thank you. Always great to have you on the show. Great friend of the show. All right, Dan. Sure, he was just heading off to training. Oh. Two hours of you know. On the rack. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what training is at that level, right? I assume like, their training's different to ours. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do more than on the rack. Uh, All right, mate. Well, we probably should, since it is grand final preview style show, mm. we probably should make some predictions. Yeah, and I mean, only one of us really needs to change our predictions because only one of us has a team that's been eliminated but that's all right. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we still have the chance to double down or, or switch it up. Um, but after the proverbial poop I just chatted with Steph Reed about, I guess <laughs> I'm not going to swerve with the women here. Um, lock me in flames on a Sunday, game three. Game three Sunday. Oh, of course, yes, because at this time of these, this time of the MBL one season, we – we pick a margin, oh, you'd, in essence. I just want three games. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. Yep. More basketball, please. All right. Um, don't get me wrong. really like what the Flames are doing. Um, they walked in, Spartans, showed them some stick. Um, you know, really played a, a high-quality game there and got it done early and kept, kept them... Kept them down. Um, I'm going to have to stick with Logan, though. Picked him early. You know, we're at the pointy end. Can't swerve on him now. A real bold early prediction. Oh, yeah. You know, I picked the undefeated team. Guess what? They're still undefeated. They are. Um, unfortunately, the detriment to our, our team. Yeah. Uh, it's always next year. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, uh, that's the great thing about the Caps. Um, Very proud of our Caps. You know, great young roster coming through. Um, so... Not too worried there, but yeah, look, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with Logan, um, at least on air. Uh, <laughs> stay with my prediction and the, <clears throat> the money predict now. Uh, yeah, look, I, with the way both teams are predicting in two, uh, I'm more feeling it's. Or I'm more hoping it's going to be a you know game three Sunday. And hopefully we can get our hands on some tickets, 
get down there and, uh, and watch a game three if we can't, of course. Um, you know, get on the NBL One app or, or KO, be rocking it as a freebie. Um, you know, options for days there. But, uh, yeah, it'll definitely be – it'll be next-level vibes there for sure, I reckon. Look, we got friends of the show uh, play as players and officials in both organisations. So uh-huh. if you're listening to the show, hook your boys up. we want to be there Um, and we will try our best Uh, for the men coast versus coast rivalry Mm. round it's happening again for all the bickies Mm. to head down to those national finals oh before we do that by the way of course the winner of Logan and Townsville will play in the national finals in Melbourne in a couple weeks time Joined by the wild card winning Southern District Spartans, so although Spartans did did not make the finals, they've already punched their ticket to the nationals. And so, um, two women's teams heading down, and I believe they play each other first round. That is my understanding. Yes, um, I believe the first That's game. Tough. <laughs> yeah, first game for the North will be the wild card. So yeah, whoever whoever wins. Um, my my understanding is first game will be Southern District Spartans. Looking forward to the Nationals OML and predictions we'll finally have to agree upon because we're just going to back our Northerners. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the men, obviously, Coast Battle there, Gold Coast, you've picked them since the start of the finals. I went with Ippy. I think I said watch out for Rip, but I did pick Ipswich as my formal pick. Um, so look, I'll, I'll stick with Rip, uh, my guy Eric. Appreciate him. So want to see him win the chip there. Couple, you know, a, as he said, and we've said on air, a couple of the most underappreciated players in the league on that team as well. They do have the MVP. They would just cap off a, you know, perfect season for Quatnoy as well. Give me the Rip. Give me him in three. Sunday Arvo. Oh, love some game three action. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, again, I'm not going to swerve. Um, Gold Coast got me here. I, I thought they were going to go the way of Ipswich in that uh, in those quarterfinals. It was uh, how good were the quarterfinals though? By the way, mm. like, yeah, mm. on, on the men's side of the draw, was it three OT battles. Um, and another super close game. Yeah, and another, yeah, was it... Um, Which was rip. It was by three yeah. over the Salties in the end. So, you know, what what a round. Um, yeah, look, I made the prediction then. I'll stick with it. Um, I honestly would be happy for either team. Um, I, I quite like both. I think they've both had slightly different seasons, slightly different ways of getting there. Um, but... And they've both had some, you know, some struggle games along the way at different times, so they've come through that. But yeah, go on, g- give me Kadee, your Krebs, your Mitchell, you know, g- give me those guys, give me the Rollers, and I'll take them in. Uh, look, g- give me three again. Give me, give me a Sunday game again. Yep, in three. We love more basketball, so that's what we're going to go with. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a wrap on all of our formalities here on the show. Do have a couple of regular segs left to go. Um, f- 
First one is our Crackham. We sure do. So for those new to the podcast or those who just need a reminder, uh, in our Crackham segment, I open a small pack of NBA cards and they, they change from you know, era to era at different times. I only read the back for for Dan. That's all he gets. It's, it's uh, just a r- can you put some respect on the name? So Undefeated Ball Don't oh. Lie Australia Crackham champion wow. Dan, as you were. You hearing that, Ant? I need you back in champ this. to the champ, no oh, more, baby. I, I need I need you back in the let's go in the Thunderdome here, Ant. Um, we'll we'll pick a deck that works for you, buddy. Because <laughs> um, hey, Kobe I'm, was on the front, I was destined to win. I'm not sure I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to try the intro again? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right, right, let's make a start. First card, and this is a NBA Kevin Durant NBA hoops (laughs) 21-22 pack. Kate Cunningham on the front, just a cheeky five pack, but a nice big show. Close that with a small one. Let's do it. All right, somebody brought the fans to their feet during the 2021 Las Vegas Summer League with a dynamic moment. The swing man faked a handoff to a teammate, which threw a Bulls defender off and then strutted down the lane before rising up and throwing down a vicious hammer over the opposing rim protector. Mm. 21-22, so that's this most recent season, isn't it? Uh-huh. Rookie card. Summer League. Scotty Barnes. Uh, Charlotte Hornets is the team. Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets. That would be, oh, what's his name? The guard. I know him. Marvel reference? Oh, the name's escaping me. Loki's brother? He's a guard. A lot of teams wanted him, but then he hasn't. He didn't really play very well in his rookie season, and that's why I can't remember his name. Two letters in his first name? It's not coming to me, mate. I'm just mind blanking. J.T. Thor. Nope, that's not who I was thinking <laughs> of. I was thinking of, um, well, the name's not coming to me, but I was thinking of their other, their other rookie. Anyway, I was wrong either way. Um, don't DM me that you got that because you're lying to yourself. Oh, come on. I've literally never heard of that guy. <laughs> Marvel reference, Loki's brother, like... Oh, did you say Loki's brother? Yeah, I was tuned out. Geez. I would have said Thor, but I wouldn't have known who the player was. <laughs> would have been close enough at that point. All right. Uh, this player made his NBA debut in 2000 and 2009, 2010 season and earned his first... Postseason appearance the following year. Since then, the three and D guard has made an annual trip Ooh, to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the three-time champion sealed his eleventh consecutive postseason appearance by helping the Sixers to the stop. Sorry, to the top spot in the East mm. in twenty twenty one. Who is he? Jimmy Butler. Three-time champion. <laughs> Three-time champion. Sixes. God, I'm having a shocker here. Tats for days on the arms. Three-time champion. Mm-hmm. Sixes point guard. Three or three and D guard, you said. Three and D. Yep. Covered in tats. Yep. Arms are. Oh. No necks. Um, I'm having a shocker. Think of a colour. 
I know Ant at home is raging right oh, now because yeah. he's got you. He's at least covered. up one nil right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you share a name, Dan. Mm-hmm. Color, <laughs> a, a color. Oh, is it Danny Green? Yes. Wow. Oh, oh my geez. god. <laughs> Look, I performed when the pressure's on. <laughs> Call me Kawhi. Call me Kawhi. <laughs> I just rock up for playoffs, baby. Oh. I, don't, I don't care about this regular season nonsense. I'm the champion. Yeah, righto. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This. I've oh. done enough crackum. I'm. I'm <laughs> I need rest. I'm resting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm okay. Lo- load management. Thank you. Okay. Well, these next three cards. Oh my lord! You better get seriously. Well, this. I will at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Next card, recorded a season-best 30 points Mm. to go along with eight rebounds and five steals to lead the Raptors to a 107-102 victory. Well, it's going to be Scotty Barnes or Siakam. Over the Pacers on January 24. Ananobi. There you go, OG Ananobi. I guess if you have three guesses in quick succession, it doesn't really count. (laughs) Uh, Definitely counts less. Five steals. less. Yeah, that probably that could still could have been either of those three. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. This team entered the twenty twenty one draft searching for a bigger guard to pair alongside with diminutive yet skillful combo. <laughs> uh, Fred Van Fleet. In the first round of the event, the Raptors hit the lottery by landing somebody. A massive playmaker, six foot nine, with the versatility to defend the every position <laughs> on the court, was my he shares a name with a famous bull. <laughs> yep, was yeah. my, I think uh, in our mock draft, I think I took him first. Oh, you want me to say it, yeah. Scotty Barnes? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Rookie cards. Two Scotty Raptors Barnes. in one pack. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We the North. All right. Last card. Last card. Is it a Raptor? It is not. Or it might be. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) This player thrives in transition where he uses his otherworldly mix of speed, strength, length to blow past opponents and finish with an exclamation point. And for once, this is not, you know, just fluff that they put on the back of the card. It's not Jarmarant. It's not (sighs) Jarmarant. Ant would have got this by now. In 2021, he recorded he didn't last week. <laughs> 285 po- points off fast breaks, most in the league by a wide margin. Devin, uh, fun fact, Devin Booker was 238. He was second. Really? Hmm. I would never have picked him to be out there. Fast break points. Uh-huh. Giannis? Giannis. Well, I would hope Ant beat me to that, considering that's his team. Mate, uh, honestly, if Ant didn't beat you to why? Why is Ant the barometer? I beat him. We need someone better. (laughs) Wow. After after you lay an egg like that and then say we need someone better. Champ to the champ no more. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. you're allowed a shocker. That's two in three weeks, but <laughs> there's another one. 
I know that 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 was not your I, best. I vote effort. we do a new game next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, Crack 'em with better hints. With better hints, please. <laughs> Loki's brother, if you are listening, come on. Uh, the fact that I didn't know JT Thor, I'm going to lose sleep over that. I can't. I cannot believe I didn't get it. I don't doubt that. <laughs> but anywho, all right. Uh, well, let, let's let's move it on. Mm. Final final I'm part. Cry myself to sleep after that <laughs> performance. Uh, Mal's machination of the week. So this week, um, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. A good friend of our show, um, one AJ, found out he's uh, he was having a he's having a young. A little girl, young young lady, mm. going to come and join his household. Um, so I went out and uh, happened to find myself in a sporting goods store and stumbled across a, a jersey in a very small size. And thought, ah, oh, you know what? I need to swallow my pride here. Like, I'll ju- I'll just get the jersey. I don't particularly like you know what this you know players come to stand for over the last couple of years, but you know this is. It's a size eight jersey. It's still very small, but you know, AJ's young lady is going to have a lot of time for him to play his way into better shape and better. You know, mm. so I went out and I I bought him a Simmons jersey, and uh, you know, it's an Australian basketballer, so you know, possibly, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, we don't know where um, his allegiances lie, but yeah, look, hopefully with us, you know. So, and at that price point, I could not be a fan and pull the trigger. And I may, may have also bought one for my own daughter Mm. at the same time because, let's face it, we have time. We have time before it fits for him to come back and play for the Boomers with Paddy and all forgiven. All will be forgiven. After all the shade you've thrown over the last 12 months, this is great. (laughs) I love this. I love every second of it. (laughs) I thought you might, but like I said, at that price point, I had to pull the trigger. Mm, I get it. I got that Butte rookie jersey. I I really like that one. Mm. Also at a good price point. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. All right. Well, everybody, uh, thanks again for joining us for another massive episode. Uh, we really love covering the NBA One North here. Unfortunately, next week will be our last week doing so for the year. Uh, but please tune in. We will be wrapping up the grand finals, discussing the winners and how the games played out, as well as all your regular stuff, NBL, WNBL and NBA news, um, predicting how easy the Grizz will win the title with Kevin Durant on board uh, and, and many other fun things like that. So... We hope you'll tune in next Thursday for all that fun stuff and much more. But just remember, till then, that ball don't lie. It never does.